where will we be without the Holy Spirit? Amen. So those who are listening to us at this time, you still have a chance to get in on our cheerful giving. Uh, we really appreciate you supporting this ministry. And thank you for being there. Amen. We want to minister the word of the Lord to you today. And we're in the midst of a teaching here called the Word of God Revealed. That's the word for this house, is the Word of God Revealed. So those who are waiting, you can get your Bible. You go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because our whole purpose is to show you that in the New Covenant, God's Word has already been revealed. Already been revealed. If you go all the way back to the Old Covenant, the Word was spoken, and that was through Moses, Old Testament, it was spoken. Then Christ came and finished the Word of God and the work of God. He's the manifested Word. And then now the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Ghost, has been given the Word of God revealed. They could not have the revealed Word in the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit had not come. So when the Holy Spirit come, his responsibility was to take of mine, Jesus said. He should take of mine and then show it unto you. His job is to reveal that word to us. He's already revealed it to Paul. We already got it in the Bible. But how many people know what message is the message of salvation in the new covenant? Because there is also law mixed in the new covenant. There's also the gospel of the kingdom mixed in the new covenant. And there's also the gospel of Christ. So you have to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. You've got to be able to get in this word and realize this is our portion that was given to us from the Apostle Paul. Everything that Paul talked about is not for us. So we have to understand that. Everything that was in the New Covenant, even in the New Covenant, was not for us. There were times God's talking to Israel, and we got to make sure we understand that. Okay, so we're going to pray. We're going to get right into God's Word. We're going to be talking about the Word of God revealed. So Heavenly Father, we come in the precious blood of our Lord Jesus the Christ. Thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your love for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for teaching us, leading us, and guiding us, and helping us to understand this new covenant. And we bless you, we praise you, we appreciate you as we receive the word of the Lord from the Holy Spirit this morning. In the precious name and the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all the grief that prayer said, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you all once again for watching this television broadcast. Thank you for being able to come to you live during this time. Uh, if you notice, we have dismissed our people. But we still got our praises, and we still got our musicians, and we still got this word. Amen? And we're going to come to you. We appreciate you being here for us. Okay? So what we're going to do, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians and get right into God's word, because I know my spirit loves this word. I minister to you this morning at the 9 o'clock service. But I didn't get into, I didn't get very far for what I want to get into. Because I want to show you, when you follow this word of God from Genesis to Revelation, you're going to see that God was speaking to Israel for the last days. In the last days. It was not talking to the body of Christ. Okay? You are after the last days. I know that sounds, for some of you, you may not have ever heard that before. The last day was 2,000 years ago. The last days were 2,000 years, years ago. So I'm going to show you that in God's word 2,000 years ago. As a matter of fact, 
my spirit can't wait. I want to show you a little bit now. Let's show it to you. Let's go back to Hebrew chapter number one. Let me show you a couple of verses. Whet your appetite till I get there. Here's Paul ministering to the Hebrews. Hebrew was in A.D. 64. A.D. 64. You could be off in a lot of these Bibles a couple, two or three years, so we're not arguing whether it's 65 or 63, okay? But anyway, it's A.D. 60, okay? 64. And here at God saying, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Ghost, God at, who has sundered time in divers' manners, we're in chapter 1, part 1. We in divers' manners, spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath, past tense, hath, past tense, in these last days. Last days are not in your future. Last days are 2,000 years ago. Paul said, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. Well, his son did not speak to you. His son spoke to Israel. And his son was only here for 33 years. Okay? He came here B.C. 3, and he died A.D. 30. So he did not speak to you. But he spoke to Israel. Has in the last days spoken to us by his son. All right? God spoke to us, the body of Christ, by the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm reading to you 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. It's where we are. And I, brethren, we're reading, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. That's one of the teachings in this series that we will be doing, the testimony of God. Because we have to realize that's what preaching the gospel is. You're preaching his testimony. You're preaching what he has done, his testimony. And then in verse number Two says, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why did he say that? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, if your faith is going to be in the power of God, you have to read Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes it. So if your faith is in the power of God, then your faith has to be in the gospel of Christ. All right? Or it is in the wisdom of men. All right? Verse number 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world that come to know. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. In a mystery. Remember Paul message, the revelation of the mystery, Romans 16, 25. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world, watch this, unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor Ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Here are our verses. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, 
but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know. This is why God gave us the Holy Spirit, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Freely given. Freely given. All right. Now, what we want to do today is we want to go back to our teaching, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 10. We're talking about the Word of God revealed. Now, we've already taught volume one, which is six tapes, volume two, which is six tapes. Now we're in volume number three on tape number 14. So in our teaching, we are talking about the vision has been accomplished. Now, to say the vision has been accomplished, we have to understand the word accomplished. When we talk about accomplished, it's the same as the word fulfilled. Fulfilled. Now, it's talking about the complete put an end to, to finish, to perform what God, what has been foretold, to perform what has been foretold or prophesied. So we gave you that. I'm going to go back to that. Let's go to Daniel chapter 9, look at verse number 24. Let's see what was prophesied. I'm going to get back to Genesis, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I'm going to walk you right on down through the word. Let's see what has already been prophesied. See, people are still telling you today that the book of Revelation has not been fulfilled. Now, when I get to the book of Revelation, I'm going to show you that the book of Revelation is prophecy. So are you telling me that what has been prophesied has not been fulfilled? See, you don't understand the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is what happened to Israel. The book of Revelation is a fulfillment of the book of Daniel, the book of Ezekiel. The book of Revelation is the fulfillment of what God said to Israel through Jacob in Genesis, Numbers Moses, Deuteronomy Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel. All these people spoke to Israel and they would not obey. In the book of Revelation, he's going to come and take his remnant out, which will be the 144,000, and they yet the rest of them were destroyed. So that's why when you read the word of God, you got to know what you're reading. After that was over, now that was a fulfillment of just like it was in the days of Noah. That's why Jesus told them, as in the days of Noah, or as the days of Noah were. We're going to go back to that in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to look at that. Okay, after this. Well, let's finish where we're at right now. Because my spirit is on go. Amen. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter, I'm sorry, Numbers 9. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 9. And we're going to look at verse number 24. Because now he told them how long the vision is going to be. Now you ought to know when the Bible said 490 years, all the way from the days of Daniel, don't let nobody tell you 490 years hadn't come yet. Watch what happened already. Daniel chapter 9, verse number 24. 70 weeks are determined up on thy people, not the body of Christ, Israel. God is revealing by Gabriel what's going to happen in Israel in the last days. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, 490 years. Upon your people and upon the holy city. Well, what is he talking about? All the people who did not receive Christ 
all the people who do not believe in Jesus, all the people who who at that time will be destroyed unless they have received Christ. That's what he's telling them. It's going to be 490 years. Are determined upon your people and the holy city going to be destroyed. It's the prophecy in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. The, pro- the holy city going to be destroyed. They asked Jesus how long before the end. Then he told them there would not be left here one stone upon another that is not thrown down. See, why, why is God doing that? Because Old Testament, you had a physical temple. You don't have a physical temple in the New Testament. Thank God for this illustrious building. Thank God for this place he gave us to worship. But this is not the temple. In the New Covenant, our souls in our new place where Christ dwells in our hearts becomes his temple. Know you not, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17, know you not that you are the temple of the living God and God lives in you? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, no, you're not. You don't know this, Paul asks the church. You're the temple now. So we have to understand that's why the natural things has been fulfilled. When you want to understand the Bible, you have to understand all the way from Genesis uh, chapter number 4, when God made man, and all the way from 2, 3, 4, all the way down to Jesus Christ's death, and resurrection, you were dealing with natural things. Even a natural son of man until he rose from the dead. But he was still seen. He was still seen. Matter of fact, when he came back to Israel, they will all see him. And watch what else what he says. And they also which pierced him. Now, you ought to know that you didn't pierce Jesus. And nobody pierced Jesus 2,000 years later. So if the person going to be there that pierced him, which was the Roman soldiers, then that had to be 2,000 years ago. See, if you look at the Word of God, don't argue with the Word of God, just believe it for yourself. A lot of time, if you would just believe God, I always say this to people, people, you go to school, you get your degrees, and then you let somebody tell you what the Bible say that it don't say. You can read for yourself. You know when the Bible don't say that. All right, now, we're going to get right into God's word. Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 says, Seventy weeks are determined upon your people, Daniel, upon your holy city, which will be Jerusalem, to finish the transgression. Now, all of this Jesus came and did. Number two, make an end of sin. People just don't want to give our Lord credit. Listen, he made an end of sin. Number three, make reconciliation for iniquity. Number four, Bring in everlasting righteousness. That's who Christ is, our righteousness. To seal up the vision. To seal up the vision. Now I'm going to show you in Daniel, he told Daniel to shut the vision. Shut the book. When I get the revelation, the book will open again. All right? Don't forget that. So seal up. The visions and prophecy. So what did Jesus come to do? He come to confirm the covenant, Romans 15 and 8, made to the fathers. He came to ratify the covenant, confirm the covenant. All right? And last, to anoint the most holy. And to understand God's word, really you need to read it backwards. Start at the bottom, anoint the most holy. 
That's the first thing God did with Jesus. The Holy Ghost will come upon him. God anointed Jesus, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. See, when God anoints you, he anoints you with the Holy Ghost. Not with oil out of a glass, out of a vial. He anoints you with the Holy Ghost. And so what we have to understand how God anointed Jesus, Acts 10, 38, with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So God anointed Jesus, but with the Holy Ghost. So what we got to understand, if we're going to walk in the anointing, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Christ himself is the anointing. So how can we say we are, Christ is in us, we anoint, then we turn around and put all on his anointing again. Now one of those is not the anointing. Guess which one is not. All right, if it's natural, it's not the anointing. The Holy Ghost is the anointing. Everything God does now is spirit. Okay, you got to use God's word. All right, now let's move on. So though, that is what God said he would do. Now, he said to Daniel in, 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 in Daniel 9, 25, Know therefore and understand, Daniel, that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem, the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. Now he's talking about Messiah be cut off. Well, we know Jesus was, was cut off 2,000 years ago. He, he died. He was killed 2,000 years ago. So we know that had to happen. He said the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. He did not die for himself. He died for the sins of the world. He died for you and me. In our place. That's why he died as me and he died for me. So when God saw his son, he saw me. He saw my death. That's why you have to believe in Christ's death, being and resurrection. His death is your death. His burial is your burial. His resurrection is your resurrection. That's not what people are being taught. They're taught your resurrection. You don't have a resurrection. It's not about you. It's his resurrection. The Bible does not teach you. The Bible teaches Christ. It's his resurrection. What you got to do is understand if the Holy Spirit puts you in Christ, now, Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I got to understand it's not about me anymore. It's all about him. Okay? All right. Here's my life now. Now, in, in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 26 says, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince shall come, shall destroy the city. Now remember, this happened 2,000 years ago. You ought to be able to know that because they do not have a temple today. Why? It was destroyed. Sometimes you take your Bible, your phone, and just Google when was Jerusalem destroyed, it would tell you A.D. 70. It's not hard. It's not in your future. The prince shall come, destroy the city, which was Jerusalem, the sanctuary, 
And the end thereof shall be with a flood. The end thereof shall be with a flood. That flood means tribulation. And the end shall be of war, desolation are determined. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. In the midst of the one week shall he cause the sacrifice. He's talking about the sacrifice they had in the temple during the days of Christ. Even in the days of Paul. And the oblation to cease. And for overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Even until the consummation that are determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So God talked about the, the abomination of desolation. Let's go quickly to Matthew 24. Let's do that and we'll get right back into showing you from Genesis down. In Matthew chapter 24, here comes Jesus. He's, he's giving you the, the mystery. He's speaking in parables. They don't understand what he's saying. What's, what's going on? Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 1. We're going to start right there. Matthew 24, 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and the disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say to you, there should not be left one stone upon another that should not be thrown down. Otherwise, this beautiful city you showing me will be totally short. Now, Jesus is telling them what's about to happen. Now, that didn't happen 2,000 years ago. I mean, that did not happen this year or 50 years ago or 100 years ago. It happened 2,000 years ago. All right? Now, watch what else he says is going to happen. He says, there shall not be left one stone upon another that's not thrown down. And then he said in verse 3, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately now saying, tell us what shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the world. What's going to be the sign? Well, let's, let's put something down there. Daniel chapter 8 verse 13. We'll go look at that in just a moment. All right. But he's going to come out saying, don't let no man deceive you. Because I want to show you what he's going to say down in verse number 13. After he kept reading to them, then it says, he that, he, he that endured to the end. That, that's what I was talking about earlier. Matthew 24, 13. He that shall endure to the end. The end, yeah, they had an end of their age because they were under the law. After the law came grace. See? But he that endured to the end the same shall be saved. This gospel, watch what it says. It does not say the gospel of Christ. This gospel of the kingdom, you got to really catch that. Because Paul did not preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Gentiles. Paul preached the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews when you got to Acts chapter 20. I'm going to show it to you. And then he went to preach the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles. We could not be saved by the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom was about who Jesus is. The gospel of Christ is how you're saved. All right? Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, watch this, in all the world. We don't preach the gospel of the kingdom in the world. We preach the, I'm sorry, we don't preach the gospel of Christ in the world. We preach the gospel of Christ to the church. 
Paul didn't preach the gospel of the kingdom to the, the gospel of Christ to the world. He preached the gospel of Christ to the church. That's what I preached on Sunday, the gospel of Christ, the cross. But they preached the gospel of the kingdom to the world. For witness, this why? For witness to all nations, and then it says, and then shall the end come. Then shall the end come. Let, let me show you a verse that Jesus talked about in his teaching. And he says something that you, they would not have gone over Israel until the Son of Man become. Isn't that awesome? That they would not be able to go. He, before he come again, they would not have gone over all Israel before the Son of Man returned. Watch this. He told them in Matthew 24, 15, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Don't forget now, because I'm going to show you this in Daniel. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Stand in the holy place. Now he's talking about the temple. Because that's what the temple was, the holy place. When you see the abomination of desolation, the son of perdition, the Bible calls him in 2 in Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 through 4. He called him the son of perdition. When you see, therefore, the abomination of desolation of the son of perdition, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, when you see him standing in the holy place, whoever read it, let him understand. Then let them in Judea. They're all a click, because you are not in Judea. Flee to the mountain. Let him on the housetop. Well, if you're in Michigan, you sure not on the housetop. All right? But he told them in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 10, one verse. This will let you know. He was, he was not talking to you. Matthew and Mark, Luke, and John was to the Jewish believer, to the Jews as a nation. Matthew, chapter 10, one verse I'm going to show you. And that's going to be verse number 23. Matthew 10, 23. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endured to the end shall be saved. Verse 22. Verse 23 says, When they persecute you in this city, flee to the another. Verily I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel. Wait a minute. I thought the Bible told us to go into all the world. He wasn't talking to you. That's the whole thing with churches. We think we're supposed to send people all over the world. Why don't you try sending them down the streets where you have the poverty in the neighborhoods? Send them to the poor of your city. But when they persecute you in this city, he's not talking to you. You read that? Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, when they persecute you in this city, flee to another city. I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. See, he wasn't telling us to go into all the world, but that's what people have been telling us today, going to all the world. Well, that's why we don't know the Bible. Because we are outgoing instead of obeying the word, come. Don't you realize the gospel calls you to God? But we are being sent. It's nowhere in the new covenant God sent the church. I know that's tough medicine. 
But check it out. If you take the word call, calling, and you'll find out that God called you. Let me show you one verse. Look at Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Just give you a little sneak there. Just give you a little taste. Galatians chapter 1. Let's see what God called you. See, people are preaching that gospel. They're preaching whatever they want to preach, but they're not preaching the Bible. Galatians chapter 1 says, I marvel, in verse 6, Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel, you'll soon remove from him that called you. Right there in your Bible, see it? That called you into the grace of Christ. Wait a minute. If he called you in the grace of Christ, why are you still telling people you got to be baptized in water to be saved? He called you into the grace of Christ. Unto another gospel. He called you into the grace of Christ, you under another gospel. Then he's going to say in verse number 7, which is not another. But there are some that trouble you and will pervert, watch he says, the gospel of Christ. The cross. The cross of Christ. But though we, watch what Paul says, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have received. Listen, if you preach anything else, Paul said, than that we have received, that what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. That's serious stuff. If I preach to the people anything else that Paul didn't preach, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I you again. If any man preach any other gospel to you, then that you have received, let him be accursed. For I do not persuade men. Do I persuade men of God? Do I seek to please men? For if I seek to please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. See, people are preaching denomination. What they denomination believe. If that's going to be enough to save you, it's between you and the Lord. Because only one gospel in this Bible is going to save you, and that's the gospel of Christ. All right? Now, what I want to do today is I want to go back and show you. I gave you this morning Genesis 49 and 1. I'm only going to give you one verse there. I'm going to give you one verse from each, each chapter until I can catch up. Because I got I to show you a little of this going to help you out. Genesis chapter number 49 and verse number 1. Man, this thing is all laid out if we just, just read it like it is. Let the Holy Ghost show it to you. Genesis 49 and 1. Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together. Now Jacob is Israel. That I may tell you what shall befall you. Not, not the body of Christ. The body of Christ was formed through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. The body of Christ was formed through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why we call the body of Christ. He was raised again for our justification. That's why the Bible tells us we've already died. We've already been buried. We've already risen with Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the place where Christ lives. All right, but watch what he's going to tell them. What shall befall you, talking about Jacob, your sons, in the last days? See, in, after the cross, you're not saved because you're Jew or Gentile. You're not saved because you are the number of another ethnic. doesn't make any difference. Everybody got to be saved by the cross. 
Don't let nobody lie to you. You can only be saved by the cross, regardless of who you are. Jews or Gentiles, born or free, you're all saved by the cross. Before the cross, all the attention of God's word was on the Jewish nation. And then I know you got the people who tell you, yeah, I know, but after God finished grace, he's going to come back, he's going to go back and deal with Israel again. Wait a minute. You, you got to explain me that one. Because first of all, if he's going to go back, and he spent 4,000 years with Israel. So after he finished with us, then he's going to go back to Israel. Come on. Come on, you missed God somewhere there. Because first of all, right now, you can be saved, Jew or Gentile, born or free. We can all be saved in Christ. God no respect of persons. If he did that, he would become a respect of person. Okay? You are in the dispensation of grace. There is no end of grace. Everything is everlasting in the dispensation of grace. You have to understand what happened. So if I go all the way back to Adam, before God created Adam, what dispensation were they in? Let me go check you out. If I go all the way back here to Adam, I'm going back to Genesis. And if I say, okay, if I'm in the beginning, I'm Adam, I'm before the eating of the tree or neither good and evil, what dispensation would I be in? I'm in grace. After I eat of the tree or neither good and evil, I move to another dispensation called law. So Adam fell from grace into law. Works. Now he had to live by the sweat of his brow because he was on the law. Now that's going to take place all the way to the cross. So when Jesus comes, his whole thing is to deliver man from works. From works to be saved. From works. So man was so used to working for his salvation, for everything he got he had to work for. Now God said to him, now you can be saved by the grace of God. Not of works. That's any man should both. It's going to be a free gift of God. But man rejected Christ as a nation. The Jews rejected Christ as a nation. So now God turns to the Gentile with the same message. That's where we're at. So if the Jews want to be saved, they got to come and accept the cross. Nobody can be saved without the cross. You, you think God is going to come and preach the cross with the Bible called his gospel an everlasting gospel. God called his salvation an everlasting salvation, everlasting redemption. You go back and check it. Everything is everlasting. So how are you going to cancel it? God's salvation is for eternity. It's eternal salvation. What you got to do is believe the word of God and get in God's plan for your life. Now, I gave you Numbers 24, 14. Let's move quickly. From the book of Numbers, chapter 24, and verse number 14. We're just going to give you the highlights because i got to move on. This is the prophecy of Balaam. This is the prophecy of Balaam. In verse 14, And now, behold, I go to my people. Come, therefore, I will 
advertise thee, or I would advise thee, advertise thee, what this people, talking about Israel, shall do to thy people, watch this, in the latter days. So he's going to tell them what the enemy is going to do to God's people, Israel, in the latter days. All right? Now, we're going to go look at another, Deuteronomy 4.30. Like I said, you can read the rest of that. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 30. When you are in tribulation, now God is speaking to Israel. He's letting them know, look, when you are in tribulation, people are being told today because of a, a virus that we must be in tribulation. This got to be the last days. Listen, you are being lied to. Because there's a virus going around does not change the Bible and make it tribulation. Tribulation happened to Israel 2,000 years ago. Listen to what it says. When you are in tribulation, listen, the Old Testament was not prophesied or foretold about you. It was foretold about Israel. Their ministry ended when they rejected the cross 2,000 years ago. And God came and got his people. Those who will believe, he came and got them. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 8, they rejected him. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 9, he marked them with the horn of the ink horn. And that's the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 7. And he came and got them 144,000, 12,000 of each, each one of his tribes. And he took Israel with him. He, re, he, he, he raised them from the dead, if they were dead. He restored them. That, that was the Old Testament church that he came and got. Now you are the body of Christ. See, that dispensation is over. You're in a new dispensation. You need to learn how to live in your dispensation. All right, now watch what it said, Deuteronomy chapter number 4 and verse 30. When you are in tribulation... It's nowhere the Bible told you the body of Christ, you're going to be in tribulation. That's not in your Bible. He said to Israel, when you're in tribulation, all these things are come up on you, even in the latter days. Now, I'm going to show you why that happened to Israel. Because they were under the law. You cannot have wrath without a law. I'm going to show you that. So, so many people are missing it. They think that, well, this is God's wrath on the church. Well, God's wrath coming upon America. Listen, somebody's trying to get your money because that's not Bible. The wrath was poured out upon God's people because they rejected the cross. They rejected God's word all the way from the beginning of Abraham all the way from the children of Israel. But I'm going to show you in God's word. When you are in tribulation, what are you going to say to Israel? All these things shall come upon you, even in the latter days. If you turn, that's why the word turn there means repent. If you will turn to the Lord your God and shall be obedient to his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake you, he will not destroy you, he will not forget the covenant of your fathers, which you swear to them, if you will just turn to the Lord. The last thing happened to Israel in Acts chapter 17 is God commanded every man everywhere 
to repent. All the way through the book of Revelation, you will see that word for them to repent. Even when they were being destroyed by the enemy, they still would not repent. The message to every church in the book of Revelation, which are the seven churches of Asia, is repent. Do you think they repented? No. That's why they went through tribulation. All right? Now, let's move on. Let's go to the next one, and that's going to be found in Jeremiah 23 and verse 16. We're moving. We're headed to Daniel. Jeremiah, after you leave Isaiah, you got Jeremiah, Ezekiel. In Jeremiah chapter number 23, of course, you're after Isaiah. Jeremiah chapter number 23, and we're going to show you verse 16. Jeremiah 23 and verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Jeremiah 23, 16. Hearken not to the words of the prophets that prophesy to you. They make you vain. Otherwise, it's the prophets who haven't heard from God that makes you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. See, all of us got to stand before the Lord. But down in verse number 20, he said, The anger of the Lord shall not return until he executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. Watch what he said he's going to do it. In the latter days, you shall consider it perfectly. It's going to happen in the latter days. All right? Now remember, you have to understand why he's doing this. And we're going to show you it's going to be because they were under the law. And they would not keep God's covenant. All right? Now let's move on to another one. We're going to go to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 2 is where we're going to go. Now in Daniel chapter 2, I'm not going to be able to read all this. We're going to start verse number uh, 28 in the book of Daniel. But all of that is good because Daniel is going to tell the king his dream. Daniel is going to be the one to tell the king his dream. Now, that's what Daniel chapter number 2 is going to be about. It's going to be about the dream of Nebuchadnezzar and the interpretation. Let me say it again. The dream of Nebuchadnezzar and the interpretation of the dream. Now, remember, Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream. He does not understand what the dream was. See, so what he's going to do is he's going to summon all of his wise men He's going to summon all of his astrologers because those are the people who give counsel to the king. So he's going to call them all in and nobody can tell him what he dreamed. So what he's going to do, he said, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill all of y'all. I'm killing everybody. I'm killing all the wise men, astrologers. All you people supposed to be counseling me, you get ready to die. And they got the word to Daniel. And Daniel says, I can do this. What's, what do he need to know? He need to know what his dream. Wait a minute, Daniel. You understand. He can't even remember his dream. But he wants you to tell him his dream and interpret it. Shall we get into the word? Because the God that Daniel served could not only tell Daniel what the dream is, but tell Daniel what the interpretation of the dream is. Ooh, this is good stuff. And see, that's the kind of God I serve. See, we have a new covenant, but do you know what it is? 
Somebody say amen. See, you can have a new covenant, but do you know what it says? You have to have the Holy Spirit to teach you God's word. Amen? All right. Now, Daniel chapter 2 and verse number 28. We're going to start right there. Daniel chapter number 2 and verse number 28. But there's a God in heaven, Daniel says, that reveals secrets. Say that with me. There's a God in heaven, a God in heaven. that reveals secrets. Yeah, so he, he make it known to King Nebuchadnezzar. Watch what he's doing now. He make it known to King Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Now, remember, he's making known to Nebuchadnezzar what Genesis 49 and 1 says, what Numbers says, what Jacob says, what David says, all the way for Moses, all the way down, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Now he's going to reveal this to King Nebuchadnezzar. All right, watch what he says. But there's a God in heaven that revealed his secrets. He make it known to King Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and your vision of thy head upon your bed are these. This is a dream. As for thee, O king, your thoughts came into thy mind. These are the thoughts that came to your mind. It's an awesome thing when God knows your thoughts, boy. He said, look, let me, let me tell you what he was thinking. He says, what shall be hereafter? That's what you heard. And for thee, O king, your thoughts came into your mind, upon your bed. What shall come to pass hereafter? And he that revealed his secrets made it known to you, O king, what shall come to pass? But as for me, this secret, then you're going to let him know, look, I, I'm not, that don't make me nobody. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living. But their sake, that shall make known the interpretation of the king, and that thou may know the thoughts of thy heart. Thou, O king, this is what you saw. This is a dream. You saw a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image, the head of the image, this image was fine gold. His breath and his arms silver. His belly and his thigh of brass. His legs of iron. His feet part iron and part clay. This is what you saw, O king. You saw till that a stone was cut out with our hands who smote the image up on the feet that was on the iron and the clay, and he broke the image in pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken the pieces together, became like the shaft of the summer threshing floor. The wind carried them away. No place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image, the stone that smote the image became a great mountain. The stone became a great mountain. The stone, the stone, the stone became a great kingdom. The word mountain is kingdom. The stone became a great kingdom. This is the dream. We would, we would tell the interpretation they are before the king. Thou, O king, you are that king. You are the king of kings. But the God of heaven has given you a kingdom in power and strength and glory. And where 
So ever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, now the word beast is kings, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven has given into thy hand. He has made you ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So you the head king, Nebuchadnezzar, and after you shall rise another kingdom inferior to the king, another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over the earth. And then there's going to be a fourth kingdom. Shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. So he's given him everything thereof. In verse 45, because I don't have time to read all that, verse 45 says, For as much as thou showest the stone was cut out of the mountain without hand, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. So he's telling the king, look, God has let you know what's going to happen, but it's going to be in the last days. Now, we have brought the last days all the way down to Daniel, and it's still not, not the last days. So now here we get in our time, and we say, okay, we are probably about 2,500 years past Daniel. And now people said, oh, yeah, you're in the last days. No, no. Remember, there were 490 years before they got to Christ from Daniel. Daniel's in captivity for 70 years. All right? And there are 400 years from Malachi to, 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 to the word of the Lord came to John the Baptist. 400 years from the time Malachi spoke until God spoke to John the Baptist. So you know it's not us. That was 400 years. All right, now, now let's move on. Now he, gave, he told him what the dream was. Now let's go, to, let's go show you something in Daniel chapter 7. And we're going to show you two verses, and that's verse 17 and 18. I need to do this on my way. Because I'm going to back back to Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Let me just do Daniel 7 and 9. I just worked my way there. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 9. Now, at this time, he's going to show him what's going to happen. He said, look, I beheld till thrones were cast down. Now, Daniel is showing him what happened. I beheld till the thrones were cast down. The ancient of days did sit. Now he's going to show him the judgment. He's going to show him that the ancient of days, which is God himself, in the person of his son, is going to come and sit to judge. Now watch what's going to happen. I beheld till the throne were cast down. Ancient of days did sit. That's why we sang a song, O Ancient of Days. See, that's one of his names. Whose garment was white as snow, Hairs of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame. His wheel was of the burning fire. Now, this is the same thing Ezekiel saw when you're talking about it was like a wheel in the middle of a wheel. So you have to understand, God is not only showing Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel's already in captivity while Daniel's in captivity. So the wheel that you're seeing is underneath God's throne. See, you have God's throne on the top like this like this pulpit, his throne. You see God sitting here. But underneath here, you got wheels that are turning counterclockwise. They turn this way, they turn that way, because they got a wheel in the middle of a wheel. See, underneath that is how they're carrying God around. 
I, he, he, Elijah saw him as a chariot. See, all these kind of different things. Some saw him walk on the clouds. See, so here he's seeing how God is being carried around because he's seeing the fire around his throne. All right, follow me along. And then it says in verse number 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands and thousands ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. And watch what happened. The judgment was set and the books were opened. Now, this was the end. He's showing him the end of the law. Now, first of all, you got to understand, you are not in a book. You are not in a book. See, that's why people say, used to have old chest, old song. I'm from the plantation from the country. We used to sing, write my name on the road. Well, you know, if God wrote our name on the road, how much we changed over the time, he would have been erasing my name. And then he said, okay, I'm going to write his name. No, I'm about to erase his name. See, that, that's not you. You're not in a book. You're in a person. Old Testament was a book. But that book is fulfilled in Christ. Christ is the book of life. You're not in a book anymore. You're in a person. Old Testament, they was in a book. All right? You remember Moses? Blot my name out of your book of remembrance. You're not in a book in the New Testament. Old Testament, they was in a book. New Testament, the book has been fulfilled. The book is Christ. Just like a door. In the Old Testament, they had a door in the side of the ark, a door in the top of the ark. That door was Christ. Christ is the door, John chapter 10. Well, that's been fulfilled. He's no door no more. That's why we tell people we are door of faith, Christian church. He said, are you, would that an S on that? I said, ma'am, it's only one door. Let me move on. Daniel chapter number 7. Now, in verse number 11, he's going to tell him what happened. The judgment set. Verse 11, and then I beheld the voice of the great words which the horn spake. Now, remember the horn is also talking about the enemy of the devil right here. I beheld even to the beast. Now, this is what happened to the beast. The word beast means king. See, we see these things on television. We see people trying to make a lot of money making movies. And we think the beast with all these heads and stuff like, listen, all that was prophetic. The beast was a king. All right. Now watch what he said. Daniel chapter number 7 and verse 11. I beheld even until the beast was slain. Watch what happened to the king. And his body destroyed. This was the, this was the Antichrist. His body was destroyed and given to the burning flame. Otherwise, he went to hell. All right. That's Revelation 19 and 20. I'll show you that in a minute. And as concerned the rest of the beast, the rest of the kings, because remember that was... Four kingdoms. That was the, the Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom. Then the Medes and the Persian took the kingdom from Nebuchadnezzar. And then the Grecian took the kingdom from the Medes and the Persians. And then after that, the Romans came and took the kingdom from the Grecians. That's why during the days of Jesus Christ and Paul, you had Greeks and you had Romans. Because that's what had happened. They had finished the war and they were trying to live. Some of the remnants was trying to live together. All right? But that's what happened. Babylon was still the place where they rule and reign because Babylon represents the world. All right? I beheld because the voice of the, the great words, verse 11, which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. And concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their life was prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night vision, behold, one like the Son of Man, 
Now remember, this was showing you what happened at the last day when Jesus Christ came back to the Jewish believer. And I saw, in verse number 13, in a night vision, behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, came to the Ancient of Days, and brought him near before him. And there were given to him. Now remember, Paul talked about this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, how they gave Jesus honor and glory. Peter talked about it, how they gave him honor and glory. There was given him a dominion, glory, kingdom, that all people, nation, languages serve him. Him, serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. Isn't that something? Everlasting. Which shall, watch this, which shall not pass away. His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. So either you're in the kingdom of God now, or you're about to get in the kingdom of God. Because it's not going to ever be destroyed. Daniel says in verse 15, I, Daniel, was grieving my spirit in the midst of my body. And the vision of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by. I came near to one of them that stood by. In verse number, <clears throat> I came near to one of them that stood by. He asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, made me know the interpretation of the thing. The interpretation of the thing. It's a little touch there. I came near to one of them that stood by and he asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings. So he told you what the beasts were. These, these four beasts, these four beasts, told you what they were, are four kings. So you got to understand the word beast is king. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. Now the earth is not talking about Pontiac. The earth was talking about the promised land. All right, that's why in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, Jerusalem and the promised land. If you don't get that, you can't get the rest of it. And then watch, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints, New Testament, you're not called saints. Now you can be saints if you want to, but that's not a, a term was given us in New Covenant, given us the body of Christ. Old Testament, the believers were called saints. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom. So we can see what happened. The saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom, watch this, and possess the kingdom forever. Forever and forever. So, is that, it's not, so you're hearing this stuff like, it, well, this is going to have to happen. No, 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 no. Once you're in the kingdom, you're in the kingdom forever. All right? Now, that's Daniel chapter number 7. Now, let's go to Daniel chapter number 8, verse 10. We move right along. Daniel chapter 8, verse 10. Here come the goat. This goat waxed great even to the hosts of heaven. Cast down some of the hosts and the stars. Remember, these stars were the, the, the leaders of the churches. If you read the book of Revelation chapter 1, the seven pastors were the stars of the seven churches. So those pastors of them churches was killed. And it was, this, 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 this beast waxed great even to the hosts of heaven. It cast down some of the hosts of the army 
and the stars of the ground stamped upon them. He magnified even to the prince of the host, talking about Christ. By him the daily sacrifice was taken away. That's what happened in the temple. He destroyed the temple, he took the daily sacrifice away. And the place of the sacrifice, I'm sorry, of the sanctuary was cast down. So he destroyed the temple also. And then the Bible said, and and, and host was given him the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. <clears throat> it came down to the truth. He cast the truth to the ground. It practiced and prospered. And then in verse 13, I heard one saint speaking to another saint, said to a certain saint, which says, how long shall the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation or the abomination of desolation be given both to the sanctuary and the people, the host, be tried now. How long before it happened to fulfill Matthew 24, 1 through 3? He said to me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So that happened was fulfilled. <coughs> Everything has been fulfilled. That's why you, when Jesus, let me show you something as we close. In Matthew 18, 21, watch what Jesus is going to say that people do not understand. Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 21. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 21. Man, when I saw this, it's, it's so good. Matthew 18, 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? I forgive him. How long, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Jesus said to him, I say not to thee till seven times. But watch what he's going to say. I say to you 70 times seven. Wait a minute, what is he talking about? I told you 70 times 7. Well, what is he talking about? He's talking about Daniel. 70 times 7, 490 years. Sin will be forgiven. See, he's, he's thinking he just got to forgive one person. But God is going to take the sin away in 490 years. That's why that is so important. Let me show you one more to go with that. Look at Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Matthew 6. See, people still think today that you can't get forgiveness unless you forgive somebody. There are people who think, if I don't forgive you, I cannot be forgiven. Now, you got to understand, forgiveness is already eternal. God has already forgiven you. Now, if you don't walk in, in forgiveness, you hinder yourself with the Holy Spirit. You grieve with the Holy Spirit. But for as the Holy Spirit, he's not going to make something happen. Watch what it says. Matthew 6, 14. If you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now that's the law. That's how it was under the law. If you forgive, then God will forgive you. That's the law. Eye for an eye, two for two. That's law. That's not on the grace. That's on the grace. What happened is you grieve the Holy Spirit when you don't forgive people. Watch this. But if you forgive not men their trespass, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespass. Now, a lot of people are living by that because they think if they don't forgive people, God ain't going to forgive you. No, 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 that's, that's Old Testament. You must understand that you are forgiven now, already forgiven. He has.
past tense, forgiven you. See, now, now what you should do because God has forgiven you, you ought to be forgive others. That's how you love. You love by forgiving people. That's how you love. See, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm love, I love the Lord. No, no, he's not wanting you to love him. He wants you to love one another. See, we want to love the Lord. I love the Lord. Yeah, that's fine. But the Lord loves you. Now, he wants you to pass that love on to others. Can somebody say amen? All right. Now, I'm closing this here because I want to show you one verse. Daniel 8, 26. I got, give me five minutes. Daniel chapter 8, verse 26. Daniel chapter 8, verse 26. Man, this stuff is so good. Daniel chapter 8, I'd be up here looking at my chops. So good. Daniel 8, 26 says, And the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told, is true. Wherefore, shut up the vision. It shall be many days. Somebody says, shut up the vision. All right, now let's go to Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, you're going to see it again. He's telling Daniel, Daniel, you got to shut the vision up. I can't show you nothing else. Otherwise, Gabriel could not show him until the Holy Ghost come. Now, when the Holy Ghost come, he's going to pick this up in the book of Revelation. Watch how it's awesome. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Shut up the words and seal the book. How long? Even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, knowledge shall increase. Shut up the book. Let's look at this same thing at verse number 8 says, And I heard, but I understood not, Daniel said, Daniel 12 and 8. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Verse number 9, he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed the words are closed and sealed. You, I can't show you no more. Till the time of the end. Well, if I can find out when God began to reveal his word again, I could see what the time of the end. Shall we? Let's go look at it. He said, it won't, it won't be. Then he says in verse, verse number nine, many shall be purified and made white, tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. None of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And, for, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that make it desolate, or the des abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be a thousand and two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand and three hundred and five and thirty days. But you go your way, Daniel, to the end. Till the end be, for thou shalt rest. And that's not done. You're going to rest, but you're going to stand in your lot. The word lot has to do with inheritance. At the end of the days. Now, this is not going to be opened up again until you get to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. Oh, my God, if you could see this stuff. So when, when here's John on the island of Patmos, God is going to pick it up. Just like he left off with Daniel. Shut up the book, Daniel. John, I got something to show you, man. The time is at hand. Can't hold it back no longer. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not the revelation of the Antichrist. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him, gave to John. 
Why did he give it to you, John? To show unto his servant. Now, his servant was Israel. You the body of Christ. You're not his servant. You're his sons. But, but Israel was his servant. So he gave him this to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, 2,000 years ago. And he sent and he signified it by his angel Gabriel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God. Gabriel couldn't show John, couldn't show Daniel anymore. Boy, but when he began to walk and see John growing up, he knew it won't be long. I got something to tell you. So now he's getting ready to tell him everything God wants him to know. He bear record of the word of God, two things. John bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The word of God there is the word commandment of God. He bear record of the commandment of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is a spirit of prophecy. We're going to see that the next time. And all these things that he saw, this is what John writes. So John said, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So you got to understand the book of Revelation is what? Prophecy being fulfilled. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The time is at hand. 2,000 years ago, do you think it got here yet? It was at hand 2,000 years ago. It already come to pass. The vision has been fulfilled. My next message, I'm going to show you why the wrath came upon Israel, why did the wrath come upon Israel, and I'm going to show you that those in Christ was exempt from the wrath. God saved them from the wrath. And I'm going to show you that you in Christ, you've been sealed. Can nothing get to your soul. Your soul is sealed. Your soul is set free. You have to see this thing, understand that God has put you in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The whole thing is now is looking at all this stuff coming upon the world and you're saying, oh, yeah, this coronavirus, man, it's bad out there. Well, why don't you get in Christ? Because if you're in Christ, you have divine protection. When you're in Christ, you are saved by the blood. If the blood can save Israel and get them out of Egypt when they had 10 plagues, I'm quite sure the blood of Christ, I'm talking about the blood of a lamb, the blood of a lamb got them out of Egypt. I'm quite sure the blood of Christ can take care of what you're going through right now. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.